0: Who thought accounting could be cool? Here we go. Join Andrew Wolf and Brad Soulmate. Our mission. Make accounting fun. Follow us as we chat with amazing guests every Friday. Are you ready? Woohoo! Woohoo! Woohoo!
1: It's Friday the 13th!
0: Oh, no, difference. I just r- yeah. realized that Have any weird <laughs> things happening to you guys today? Like, no, I'm, man. I'm, nothing like
1: far. No, I'm not superstitious. Let's introduce
0: a- our... Andrew, how do you say Dustin's last name? we got to introduce our guy. And that says
1: many asses, many Nusses, asses, <laughs> asses. Many <Dustin>. asses.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, uh, yeah, <laughs> Dustin uh, has been around the community, I think, for quite a few years. Um, he's with Payment Evolution right now. You are with... Um, fresh books before i believe right or was yeah it- that's yeah. right I, I
0: met dustin when he was a fresh books guy at the Alan salmon tour
1: yeah so you've been around our community for a while and everyone knows him because he rocks the dance floor like no one else and everyone knows the <laughs> whole payment evolution Truth. team they they, they truly oh are the, the best dancers at the conference and i i i think i swear it's got to be some part of the like payment evolution hiring process is like okay Great, you're brilliant, you know this fintech stuff, you know you've got sales ability, you're talented, great now, but can you dance yeah, <laughs> but is, can you dance yet yeah. but can you dance? oh I'm sorry you're you're not gonna you're not gonna work sorry your your moves just don't <laughs> cut it,
2: yeah, it's like it's like you're doing like the, a lane, you know, like on Seinfeld, and you're like, nah, no I'm <laughs> sorry, not, not probation period's done, yeah, uh,
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no yeah. yeah thanks, so thanks you're for
2: thanks for having us That's oh uh, thanks for having me i really it,
1: appreciate it it's been too long i mean obviously we we haven't been able to see you in person since any of the conferences and um i know you've been busy with uh lots of family stuff you've had a wedding you you know got your family to to work with so and taking taken a bit of a breather from social media a little bit too i i gather correct
2: yeah yeah absolutely yeah, yeah it's just, you know
0: smart we'll just move kind of- smart
2: move <laughs> you know what it was it was a bit impromptu and um not to kind of get into that kind of psychological conversation about you know mental health and stuff like that but um it was a tough one man i'm not gonna lie to you i'm very extroverted as you know and you know i'm very much a person who loves to go out and socialize network do a lot of things and kind of be a part of the the, the yeah. overall uh, uh ecosystem and be a part of the network and and the uh the industry but um it hit me kind of hard you know uh, not being able to go out for a long time and uh, having two young kids and and a wife who didn't know what was happening in her role because she's she's a she's a doctor herself she's a chiropractor so she couldn't practice at the time she couldn't go help patients until things opened up so there was a lot of things that were high stress and and the last thing I really needed was um, the uh, the social media kind of looming over us of expectations and and all that type of stuff so Yeah. Yeah. You're completely right. It's more than just
0: expectations. It's, it's poisonous. I mean, Mm -hmm. some people have got so worked up. I mean, it's a tough time for, for the whole world. There's no doubt about it. The pandemic has been really hard on everyone, but social media just is an outlet for people. Um, Mm -hmm. It's been a great way to sort of keep in touch, but it's also, you know, there's a lot of poison out there where people are angry and they're arguing and They're spreading information that might not be accurate or they're taking a stand or they're judging other people. And it's not even politics at this point. It's just, everyone's just wound up. So, you know, getting out of this can't come soon enough. And unfortunately, here we are again, where, you know, this Delta variant and, and all that stuff. um, It just feels like this thing's going to drag on for a while. And I can't help but think, that we have a way to get out of this. And that's just to listen what the bloody scientists are saying. So I'll get off my soapbox now. (laughs) um, No, no, I hear you. I I want to see everyone. I want to see everyone and we can do this. Andrew, I know you're you're going to Texas in October. I'm not going to that lawless place. I'm sorry. I just I just can't. Um, It's like going to Florida right now. You couldn't catch me dead there. even here in Alberta, we got some craziness going on. I, I, am not ready to say it's over. You know, it's unfortunate. Soon as, soon as the, they said, oh, "Okay, life back to normal," people just jumped right back into it, and our cases are <laughs> up again. So threw it
2: off, like yeah, throw off the, mar- the mask, oh, throw caution to the wind. Yeah, no, it's a tough one for me. Cool. Um, for you guys, know, I, I come from, I, I come from Nicaragua. Like, I, I'm, I'm an immigrant to this country. And that, that socialist communist country, there's a lot of, you know, my parents are super, super conspiracy theorists when it comes to all this stuff, but like, I'm double-backed, my wife's double-backed, we're ready to rock, you know, our kids are ready, you know, the majority of our family's ready, we want to engage with everybody, so we're doing that. We, even the conspiracy theorists, like my dad is like, it's like, hey, I'm double-backed as well, we just want to get, re- seeing our family, I don't want to see everybody else. Yeah. Oh, I, I'm willing to give yeah. up the
1: conspiracy theories if it means I can go out and hang out with people again. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Like that, um,
0: that's
1: his thing. Yeah. I, I mean, I think that's obviously part of it is is that everyone was so dying to like be like, "Yay, it's over!" That we, you know, threw caution in the wind, and um, you know, unfortunately, there are there's there's a small percent of the population who uh, still don't believe the science or or it's you know, it's, some of it is what's interesting to because I'm up north right now at my parents' place. Um, and um up north there's a lot more people who are um less into the science. Um and or well, maybe it's not even not into the science. It's just a lot more into what they call their freedoms and feeling that they need to have the yeah, freedom to make decisions. It's
0: freedom.
1: Yeah, and <laughs> it's, it's all about it's,
0: freedom, right?
1: You're right. And 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 um, you know, I'm I'm uh, the laissez-faire type of uh, political perspective where I think less government is good, but I mean, there's, you know, a,
0: but you care about not, people, right? We're not in a normal Andrew, circumstance. You care because, if, you I care, care about, about others. I care about others, though. It has nothing to do with government. It has nothing to do with the government telling us what to do. It has everything to do with to wanting to be with others but to keep everyone safe. So we all get through this and just, kinda, I, I, yeah, it's a balancing act. Cause I'm with you. I don't like more government, more social programs myself. Um, but it doesn't matter right now. Um, putting politics, a political spin on what's going on is ridiculous. It is, yeah. it is reckless. It is stupid because, it has nothing to do about politics. You know, I've I've mentioned this before. I read a book in in university called Plagues and Peoples and it talked about how pandemics have shaped human history from the beginning of time. We've had viruses. We've had the black death. We've had all these things. And it wasn't really until the more modern ones where people got nutty about it. Back in the in, in the old days, people just thought it was God being nasty to them. And they had all these explanations. But once they realized, oh, there's actually something going on here. We can't see it with the, na- the naked eye. People said, no, no, that can't be true. There's no way, there's no way. But the science discovered what the heck was going on. And that's when everything got nutty. Back in the day, people did what they had to do to survive, you know, because they didn't know what it was that was killing you. You stayed away from people that had it, you know, you you took precautions. We don't do I that. I think a
1: crazy argument out there, and I'd love to hear what you guys think is, you know, I think that maybe we, what the thing is for us, we're like, yeah, believe the science, believe the science. But that argument, for whatever reason, doesn't seem to resonate. Um, and I think that we we need to maybe Put that argument aside for now because we all know that believe the science but unfortunately the people we're trying to preach to don't and i think we need to just start preaching to their self-interest be like hey i don't, don't even you think we preach anymore it? you know what i'm gonna be like you know it is your decision it's your decision but do you want the economy to get better do you want the ability to earn income yes. do you want the ability to go like yes. i think we need to start changing our argument if we want to be convincing that the rest of that population to move along because you're right, it is the science. Just believe the science. But it's not working, this argument, for whatever reason. Yeah. That, that small percentage... I mean, Canada, as we've done, we're very lucky that we're one of the most vaccinated countries in the world, if not the most vaccinated country in the world. So that's amazing. Um, but for the ability to get this problem solved, we need to solve it globally. Um, and we need to be starting to put pressure on our North American friends uh, to the south of us. And convincing them that there is a reason that they should make a choice to take this shot and put it in their arm. And well, them in them fairness, it the U.S. is choice doing choice better do now.
0: The U.S. is doing much better. They've got an it's amazing it, right? system in place. Well, well, no, but they've got so much vaccine, and they've got the best vaccines. They've got the Moderna and the Pfizer vaccines. That's all right, they but need. But they have That's people all they- who don't
1: want it. That's yeah, I know, but a
0: lot of people have got it. Um, the problem is, is that this new Delta variant is so prevalent in the U.S. The U.K. has gone through it, too. I've talked to people in England. It's way more transmissible. It, it's not necessarily more deadly, but it spreads way easier. And um, it, by, as soon as you don't get vaccinated, you're the ones spreading that that around. You're the ones that are going to get it, the ones that aren't vaccinated. Like The statistics are mind-boggling. Um one big county in the US. Uh, I think I heard the other day the guy was, he's a medical guy, and they were asking him about what's going on in his county. And he said, Well, the death rate's definitely coming up and the hospitalization, you named all the rates. And then the, the interviewer said, Well, what percentage of the people who died were vaccinated? Um, and he said, 0%, not a single one of them. They were all unvaccinated. Then you're hearing the cases of you know the preachiest conspiracy theorists. um the one guy died just last week and he was one of the worst he was and he's like he's like yeah and i heard the interview with him and it was so sad i mean the guy was on just ready to go on a vent he could hardly breathe and he was so remorseful and it's like i'm not going to look at that guy and go Oh, you know, it's too bad. You know, you should have listened, to you asshole. It's kind of like I felt for the guy. It's like, man, you just went so far down that rabbit hole and we're so adamant it's bad. And then you got it. You know, it's not about living in fear, but you can get that disease and it can be pretty nasty. They don't know enough about it yet. I don't know why, why people are rolling the dice saying, Well, I'll get it, and it's no big deal. It might be a big deal. You don't know that, you know, there's some some stories out there people have had some pretty nasty effects so anyways it how it impacts us as yeah yeah, Mm -hmm. really it comes down to you know andrew since you and i've been doing this together a lot of it comes down to the fact that we're a social community we're used to seeing each other multiple times a year and we haven't been able to so that's that's been tough and i just want to get back to that that world um that we used to yeah, and it was like, you know, fantasy Island or something, you know, you'd show up to the conference and it's magical and we haven't been able to do that for a while. So and that's going to be
1: hard for apps, right? Like, like payment mm-hmm. evolution and the other guys out there because yeah, that's you such guys a... rely
0: on shows. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, not,
2: not, not only do we rely on shows, re- we rely on the rapport building to keep the churn down and the, the ability to get referrals from the people that know us and be like, oh, we were at a conference, these guys are really good actually and we know them for business and to go talk to them. Like, I mean, it's not just it's not just for revenue generating scenarios, it's also for rem- revenue retention. So, um, right. you know, mind you, the best people that do it, do it actually because they they're good at it because they actually are empathetic and and they do a great job at uh, helping out the community. Um, you know, I like to think that I'm one of them, but, uh, but speaking very candidly with you know, all of us here and everyone who's listening, like I would love to get back to a you know, QuickBooks Connect and get on a dance floor and have fun with the you know the bookkeepers and the accounting professionals and the, i want you
0: to get on it. a dance floor yeah. you're entertaining yeah. to watch like, I, like, like in the corner I was looking do for you at a thing. virtual
1: dance party at qb connect and i didn't see yeah you know, like, no, no, sort of I, was, I was
2: there i was there for five minutes and i was like man i was like I it's, it's a tough one for me and then my kid in the back was like papa let's go i was like okay fine the guy had to jump off but um, I was there just for a little bit. you know, I, I didn't little deny little the yeah, I couldn't I couldn't deny You couldn't, had to hit the virtual dance party even I, for I a had, second. I had to hit it, yeah. Yeah. And um anyway, and I'm a big fan of whatever people play, right? It could it could be like seventies disco, it could be eighties music, it could be rock, it could I don't care what it is. It could be Cardi B and you know, all the new hip hop I no hear ya. yeah.
1: As long as it if just gets you
2: going, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. But, yeah, so we, we were, really, were really hoping that uh, we can get something, you know, uh, out, out there. We we're, were looking to travel to maybe Vancouver, just within Canada. Um, you know, everything's still pretty virtual. Uh, we were hoping that that, um, that, I, uh, that uh, CPB conference, Ignite conference, was something that we could probably do. Uh, that's going virtual again. Um, and so uh, I, I want to get out to Vancouver. Vancouver is my home away from home. Uh, I love it. And uh, I want to take my wife out there. She's never been. I've gone countless times, you know, because of the different industry things that we uh, do. It's such
0: a great and, city in summer. It really yeah. is. Except it's very smoky right now. But otherwise, it's uh, so beautiful.
1: Yeah, so I have yeah. A question. yeah. Have you noticed that the, the people who put on these conferences, their perspectives have has changed because, you know, obviously they were forced to go the virtual route the cost of putting on a virtual route is substantially lower. They obviously don't get the app sponsorship because, you know, let's, let's face it, virtual conferences are potentially good for learning. You know, uh, Jessica, who was on last week was telling us how she likes virtuals because, you know, it's just, she's, she's a bit more introverted. She likes that she feels she can go and learn. She can check in, she can check out. Some people do enjoy that. And obviously the cost to put on a virtual conference, a lot, a lot cheaper for these, these big organizations where they can still get an engagement. Um, do you think that you know, their appetite for putting these on you know, will will fall after COVID? And is there now a, a new space for the apps to just partner together and do their own sort of like Alan Salmon style type of you know, digital mm-hmm. conference that it's not put on by a QBO or a Zero or someone like that? Yeah, I think
2: I think you know my sure your opinion right now, and I'm sorry if this is going to kind of ruffle some feathers out there, but I, I think I think these I think these virtual uh, these virtual conferences, um, I think that if you don't do them right, they can be the lamest stuff you attend. Um, yeah. I think there's there's a lot of people that are out there that yeah, there's a lot of people out there that are already industry leaders. They're already ahead of the pack with regards to kind of processes and things at their firms um and what ends up happening is that there's a lot of regurgitation of similar things with people coming up and that's fine um but there needs to be a different level of virtual conference where you know you're catering to the uh quote unquote the elite you know the people that are on in that top 10 percent that need to you know uh help mold the future of the industry that want to be a part of that and 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 as soon as these things get back to back to quote unquote normal um those people like to work their butt hard like they, they like to work their asses off they like to work hard and they're going to want to play hard and they're going to be able to want to do something virtual uh not not virtual virtual in person yeah in person um and i'm one of those people like there's only so much i can say now to a new firm owner of like why are you still on desktop yeah. <laughs> like like why are you even looking for a different tool like i'm a cloud tool you don't want to be in cloud what, what are you looking at me for you know oh well my client it's like okay well you need to stop with your clients You need to start driving you know and educating yourself so that you can help you know pull people up as opposed to push them up you know and and attract the right
1: people and and as opposed to attracting because if you just do everything that you're you for the clients you hate it's just going to attract more clients like that
2: exactly exactly so i mean i think it's really tough and so funny enough i uh i'm going to say something that's a little bit weird here but um I truly believe that, sure, we all have a responsibility to kind of reignite the economic engine here for our country, um, but I think it's going to start with people that are uh, driven and have a vision, and I'm going to say a lot of salespeople should do it, you know, like a lot of people that are salespeople, not to manipulate the public, but to educate and provide solutions to problems that people need, like we, you know, we're all in sales, you know, you're, you're, an, you're a business owner, you know, both of you guys. And you guys are in, in one shape or form providing a solution for your clients. And so you're not a charity, you get money for that. <laughs> and we just need to get really good at making sure that we drive people in the right direction because they're looking for our help. Like even me, like I'm, I'm not a CPA, let's just be clear. I'm not a CPA or a CPB. but there are countless firms that come to me and say, hey, Dustin, how can we drive our business? How's the best way to price myself you know, out there? What, what can I do to make things better? And I'm like, guys, like, listen to your clients. Like if, you know, just ask them questions, find out how are they doing? Are you just talking to them just for the sake of talking to them or are you mm-hmm. saying, how are you doing? You know, like I, I we called yeah. a lot of people during our time, you know, during the pandemic, just to say, we're actually not selling. How are you? Can we help you in any way? Yeah. No, I'm about to sell you a suit. And that was one of the things that just like, wow. People were like, thank you. Thank you for just <laughs> thinking of me, you know, as opposed to just selling me something. And it's, uh, it's so and funny
1: I, that you you mentioned that because we're literally doing a, a, a program similar to that right now. Um, we were just, we, we were, you know, the summer is usually our slow period. So we're like, Hey, let's, let's actually pull back up, you know, some of our, you know, paid ads that we do on social and stuff, because, you know, people aren't really interested in accounting and let's, let's reinvest that back into our clients. So we started, Taking, we we actually went through all our clients and our list of people that, who who've sent us clients and referred us clients, and they said let's let's just start doing, um, a little bit of a uh, you know a networking thing. So let's invite them out for a private lunch, let's um, ask them some questions about their business, and let's promote and support them instead of ourselves. So we're doing our first one actually next week, uh, but the feedback that we got when we reached out to our clients and said hey just wanted to thank you for, you know, all the support that you're giving. I want to take you out for lunch and, you know, let's go out and have some drinks. And we want to do a little video to, you know, prop up your business and, and, and show the world how great you're doing. The feedback that we got has been outstanding. And, and the, the, um, that just even that initial phone call and the, the relationship that that's, the way that that's improved and built on already the good relationships And from my perspective, self-servingly, it's just fun, right? Like, you know, it's again, I think for myself, uh, I fall victim to spending 80% of my time on the 20% of clients who are complaining and bitching, you know, as opposed to spending that time with the, you know, the 20% of clients who are referring 80% of my business. So I've, I've made a conscious effort to, hey, we need to make a, we need to flip this on its head and stop dealing with the people who are, unhappy or whatever, or having issues and start spending my time and energy on helping those clients who have helped us and supported us and, and brought us up. And it's been really rewarding from my perspective, just even like, literally, like, it's like, you know, when you have those phone calls with someone and you walk away and like, Hey, I really love working with that client. You just feel like buzz and your energy's up as opposed to that one, that the client who's, you know, my bill was too high this year. Why did my fees gone up 5%? You know, and like, you're like, well, I, you know, our costs went up and you added a bunch more work, and you know that Q's program that you wanted help with—that that, that wasn't free, you know. Um, and but it wasn't. Yeah, but I mean, it's there's always going to be clients who are complaining. Like no matter you can be the best accountant out there, and you'll have people who are complaining. You can be the worst accountant out there, and you'll still have clients raving about you. But spend your time with those clients who are raving about you, and you'll get more clients like that, right? And so far, like even literally, like since that conversation. With that, with that potential client or with that existing client and we're going to do the, this thing for him. He's already talking about, oh, yeah, you know, I had a friend who's, um, who, who you guys should talk to because he's doing this and that. And, like, because we, we were talking about him and his business, and then it, like, it wasn't like I was trying to sell him or I didn't ask him for a referral or anything like that. It just organically flowed through the conversation um, because I was talking to him about something about his business. He's like, oh, yeah, that jogged my memory of someone I've got to connect you to. I'm like, oh well, that's a that's a nice little perk. <laughs> it wasn't doing, expected. Doing
2: doing doing these type of things is going to allow you to benefit of the gifts of those conversations, you know. Uh, and, and I think it's really important, you know. There's a there's a Zig Ziglar once said, like you, you can get whatever you want as long as you help enough people get what they want. And you know, and, and that's how we got to think about things right now. Like you know, you know, stop stop uh, thinking about yourself. We're all going through this tough stuff. Uh, you know, there's the saying, ego is not your amigo, right? Like,
1: ego go, is not your amigo. <laughs>
2: go, go, yeah, go find, you know, go find how you can help somebody out, and you'll see how much help will come to you. Those gifts of your of your service will come to you. Uh, I'm a firm believer of that. It's actually how I run my business. I, you know, uh, I'm a sales guy through and through. But um, a, a long time ago, I knew that my vocation was to not um, not be manipulative, right? Not be that that sales guy that people hate to deal with. Um, you know, and that's actually one of my missions to to train a lot of my my you know, I have I have mentees that I and I mentor and uh on a sales facet across tech sales and um not just my team and you know, this is something that I tell them, like you can't be just in it for you. Like yeah. you'll you'll reap the benefits, but like it's, that's a byproduct of doing the help and the things that you do right, you know, and being empathetic yeah. and having core values and, and, and helping the people out. And, um, you know, if you do, if you do all that, people will take care of you. Like how many times have you guys even referred you people to other roles, but you're like, Hey, there's an opening over here. Have you ever thought of that? I think you'd be great for that. You know, like, and you're not, you're not recruiters, <laughs> but you, you helped a ton, right? There's a lot of us that, that, that benefit from that. Right. Like it's, it's great stuff. And that's, that's, and what that's rewarding when
1: like. you can, ha- when you can help someone and you can build, you can help them grow. Uh, it like it may come back to you because they want to they uh, help you back maybe down the road, but that's not the reason you do it. You Because of that warm fuzzy. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, do you remember when, like, you're, you guys are adults now, and at one point we made that transition from wanting gifts to wanting to give gifts. And I yeah. think that, that's, that that to me is like where it's, it's when you realize that the value is not in what you receive, it's in what you give. And, and it's, it's not in what you actually give. It's in the, it's in, as you always say, Brad, in the way that you make people feel, right? And, and to see that, to, to create that joy in someone, how happy does it make you to make someone else happy? It it, for some reason, makes you happier than making yourself happy. I, I don't know the, the science behind that. Uh, I can just tell you personally that I know that I can, I, I drive a lot more personal satisfaction out of doing something that makes someone else happy than doing something selfish that would be good for me. You know, even if in, in the short term, you might think it would be better to go with a selfish route. In the long run, you never feel better in the end.
2: Yeah, I know. Doing what you just said helps fill your own cup as well, which is like just, mm-hmm. it, it's duplicated, right? It's just, it, it's yeah. awesome that way. And um, and I'm a firm believer of it too, man. Uh, you, um, you're preaching to the choir here when it comes to that. Um, but I think a lot of people forget about that because we're so immersed in what's happening right Uh, whether it be like we talked a little bit about the social media you know we talk about it you know when it comes to you know vendors and doing all these other things like yeah i mean i can't wait till we have uh an in-person stuff because uh it's it's lame unfortunately it's lame i see all these kind of things and it's not and we're still investing in it because we need to be brand recognized we need to still be there you know we need to kind of be be able to provide all the industry insight but there's only so much people can really learn what they were really going for is for a break in the monotony of their work, and sometimes yeah. being in front of a computer isn't a break enough of the monotony, you know, or even learning, because many of us are, are are daily and you know monthly and continuous learners, right? So it's a it's a tough one, but it's um, I can't wait till till I, I see you guys again. I'll probably I'm not gonna <laughs> lie to you. I'll probably give you guys a huge ass hug when I see you guys and just be like, yeah, I'm not a hug type. High but it's good to see you.
1: Yeah, hugs and high fives. There's going to be lots of them going around, and uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to. It. I, you know, I've I've had this conversation many times with people about what I think is the 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 future of conferences. Um, I think that that um, conferences are going to evolve post COVID, and I think that they need to go to um, a lot less education driven and a lot more experience driven. I I'm like I'm looking for conferences for me that will be large gaps between sessions that are focused on networking and that have great, like, you know, like create, create a focus on like lunch and meals should be a big part of these conferences, not just like a, Hey, you know, here's a buffet Mm -hmm. in the middle of the thing. Like let's make lunch an experience where we can make lunch something about how do we turn lunch into a networking event, like a well thought out, let's connect people to other people and let's make, cause I mean, everyone, you know, meals are a big part of, uh, of, you know, everything for a lot of people. Right. And, and they're also a great way to combine uh, something that you like, as, as, as Jim Harris was saying, combining those two things, right. Like something that you love food and something that maybe you find more difficult. Habit tracking relationship. Uh, Yeah. What is it called again? Habit, uh, ha-
0: habit tracking. It's habit tracking. tracking. It's when you take two habits and you kind of track them together. Oh, and one is something you should do. And one is something you like to do. So that's why the example I always use is I like to walk a lot these days. Well, I didn't used to. Now I do, but I don't do it without music or a podcast or, or, or an ebook. It's, I don't just, I find when I go out walking without, without that, it, I'm missing it. Now, the only exception to that is when I go hiking with my family on the weekends, I don't need the music because I've got, you know, I'm with my family and the views are amazing. But, yeah, it's that's what's kept me going um, all this time is that, you know, I'll look at my podcast list, see what's out there um, that, that's dropped and I haven't listened to you yet or you're in the mood for music. Right. So that's I, and I, Andrew, I totally know what you're saying, because you and I ended up in England because of something like that, you know. I sat down to have lunch by myself. They always say never have lunch by yourself, but I wanted to have a quick bite to eat before I went off to to see a nap partner and then on to the show. You know, it was QuickBooks Connect, San Jose, and then two guys sit down, have a conversation, and one thing led to another, and Andrew and I ended up in England. <laughs> you know, and that's yeah. a true story, and that had everything to do with just being random and not just sitting down with the people, you know, you know, that's the thing is, yeah, it's great getting caught up and you you're walking through the the lunch hall and you see your friends and you sit with them. But I've had some of the best conversations with people I've never seen before because you can jump right into a conversation and say, where are you from? You know, uh, what do you think of the conference? And then you can glean that from, Oh, it's my first time. Or it's my fifth time. It's like, really? I've never seen you here. You know, I'm surprised. What do you, you know? But anyways, you meet somebody new and that's where your network grows. And that's why, Andrew, it, you and I have such massive networks.
1: Imagine this. You, you do a seated lunch. You, you put everyone together at tables. And on everyone's, uh, on everyone's table is a question. And it's a question that they're intended to ask other people at the table. So you, bait you because I think one of the things that you need to do, because I've seen it many times, because I'm, I'm definitely one of those types of people that will go and sit at a table and just talk to people, and some people are kind of like standoffish and not really sure, or like they come with their group of friends and they want to talk to their friends. I think yeah, they
0: get like, one-word answers out of them. I've had that happen. I, I've had that happen. But Where I mean, are you from? Toledo, and then they look away from you. <laughs> okay, Toledo. Yeah. Nice talking to you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and some people do it because <laughs> they're just, you know. They,
1: they don't feel comfortable or, or they don't want to talk to you. And I want to create the type of conference where it only encourages, like, again, we're talking about attracting the type of people that you want. I want to create the, the type of conference where we want people who want to network and connect. And we are we, like, who maybe who want to, but maybe don't know how to, because I think there's a lot of that in our community that they, they there's lots of people who want to connect, yeah, but they don't, they, they don't know how to. And I think that if we could create that conference where it socializes, and it focuses as much, if not more, on the social aspect and the way that we make people feel rather than the uh, soundbite of the day, whether it's value pricing or, uh, you know, whatever it is. Advisory
0: service.
1: Whatever the soundbite of the day is, instead of just focusing on repeating that message over and over and over again, let's focus on how do we actually build connections and relationships
0: and help Um, each other out in other ways.
1: And I'm not saying don't have that, but that is just, that's, that should become far less of a component in what we've got. And there needs to be gaps between sessions so that we encourage like, so there's 20 minutes between each session. So you're not running to the next session. You're actually sauntering and having a conversation it should be we like us we're sitting
0: we're sitting on yeah. our asses in in a in a, on couches somewhere talking to people as they go by um yeah. and there's nothing wrong with that either I, that's my favorite part now yeah Just man finding I a couch in a in a high visibility area so that you can see people and say hey hector or you know somebody you haven't seen in a while or they see you or you've never even met them before but they know you through facebook or something like that it, it's such a powerful tool to be able to do that and i i love it when somebody comes up to me and i finally get to meet them i think of how many people out there that i've never met before but i i admire them i feel like i know them in many ways through online relationships and their social media presence and i've seen them in you know live sessions, but seeing them in person is always awesome it's exciting and uh so i I was thinking since we got uh we got dustin on here and and I've noticed um uh, and I know Dustin when you're at fresh books you you really enjoyed your time there. I know that you're very fond of fresh books um uh, we've had conversations in the past where I just you know curl my lip fresh books and you're you're a very staunch defender. And I don't blame you because look at where they are now. Um, they've, there's been a lot of big news lately. Um, look at what Twyla Verhest has done with the community. Um, she's hiring some cool people to come along with her, and four or five people. Canada's right? latest unicorn, right? Is did I understand that yes, correctly?
2: You you got that right. Canada's latest unicorn. They raised the Series E over another 138 million dollars. On top of that, they have. A billion dollar valuation. Um, you know, I'm just I'm glad to have been a part of that organization when it was up and coming and it was having its difficulties and still finding its stride of how to help the accounting community. Uh, I mean, there was different reasons why to be there. They did a great job at helping that small but mighty, you know, small business owner out there. And um, and uh, I still care for them. Actually, it's funny. I sent this, the former CEO Mike McDermott, one of the co-founders. Uh, a message just the other day and was just like, Hey man, like you're there, you know, we, you know, congrats, so, buddy. yeah, yeah. Congrats. Yeah. Buddy. I was like, can't, can't wait for IPO sometime soon. And then he was like,
0: <laughs> <laughs> he's like, all right. If I recall Dustin, uh, there might be some equity in, in that company still.
2: Yeah, there pocket. is. I'm like, yeah, yeah. It'll be a little nest egg for sure. It'll be, we'll see what happens when it happens. Um, but, uh, but we're hoping that it's something that, yeah, I mean, I was there for almost six, six years seven years um so like it's, it's
0: a. so you a, got some penny stock yeah <laughs> yes
2: yes we have we have a little something <laughs> something, but it'll be there um go. yeah it'll be uh it'll be beneficial when uh obviously when we can actually action out on those on those on those actual yeah. shares so you know we'll we'll see what happens when that happens but right now like i mean there's so many, so many companies out there that are. this is happening for. This is fantastic. One of uh, a client of ours at Payment Evolution is ClearCo. Um, and, um, you know, they've, they've, they've officially gotten big enough that they're not going to, they're not with us, but, um, but they were right from the beginning with us and we saw them go get, become a unicorn as well. Um, they're serving again, a lot of small co-founders and small businesses with kind of funding, you know, they're uh, giving them some equity and giving them their, you know, some, uh some liquidity and some funds to be able to help them out and, and scale the businesses, of course. But uh, anyways, there's, there's a lot of those guys that are happening and FreshBooks is great. I think that, uh, I think they've, uh, they've taken their licks for the better part of a couple of years. Yeah. And, uh, and, people uh, like me shaking yeah.
0: their fist at I'm going, go yeah. away. You're not against so, software.
1: So did, so did Wave. And, and uh, you know, I know, I know people have made a few pennies off of Wave um and uh and so I, I i'm sure it's just a matter of time for you, Dustin, and uh you'll be able to realize something whether it's uh, an acquisition or an ipo or whatever it is you'll yeah you know, th- those things yeah. will be worth, worth those penny stocks will turn into dollar stocks any day now but yeah. it's, and, and, it's
0: and they have twyla there now right so yeah and really she's done a great job like twyla is a um proud well, she's a proud calgarian she's i know we're here from calgary and uh she's I've I've watched her evolve. She kind of came out of nowhere. Um, she had her, her little cloud firm here in town, but, um, is when she came into the communities, both the zero and the, and the QuickBooks communities kind of came out of her shell. She'll t- She'll be the first to tell you, she's very introverted and very shy. And that was a very big step for her. And she came out and she was all of a sudden at the conferences and then, you know, with the helm brand, which is still around, obviously. Um, um, I think uh, they're still working on that, and she yep. she still has an interest. But she w- she went out and, and did what she's doing, and it's been awesome watching her evolve. She has so many th- irons in the fire right now. She's got her weekly um, program on uh, on Clubhouse that's really popular, featuring uh, women accounting in the accounting profession, and she's always got amazing guests because um, everyone wants she's to be on her show. Hard
1: Yes. Incredibly she, hardworking, uh, incredibly smart, and yeah. and you know and and you know very charismatic, great speaker, yes, you know, and and has inspired and, so many people in the
0: community. And she was on FNL before too, so we gotta yeah. go back and watch the episode. <laughs> yeah, no, she she she's uh so when she went to Fresh Books, I was really puzzled at first, thinking well you got all this stuff going on you got all these high profile things fresh books but i've seen what she's done at the place and it's like i might even take a look at it now just to see what's going on um she just hired michelle gold um i think i'm not sure if you guys know her she was with wage point for a little while and i believe there's somebody else she's brought on and um yeah, it's gonna be a cool little team she's assembling there, and um, you know, with all the other news, it's that's awesome. So, cool news. Oh, I, I know. Mean, uh, I take it back, Dustin. I I won't. Uh, I'll no longer slam freshbooks. Fresh it's well, hey, man. It's all. It, it,
2: I think I think that, that polarity is really what kind of gave them the ability to kind of sneak into different spots, right? I think there was a lot yeah, of advocates. Three niche. Yeah, and I was and I was one of them, you know, and I um I still. You know, uh, I still breed very, uh, bleed very fresh booksy, or like I mean, their their colors have changed. But I know, know you
0: did. I saw the look you <laughs> gave me once when I when I said something negative, disparaging about fresh books, and you you look like I had said something to your. Your ch- mom your yeah. child or your mom <laughs> you, you just looked at me you looked hurt and mad at the same time and i went note to self never slam fresh books in front of Dustin. Yeah. i'll wait till he's Yo. not around and do Rad, it." Brad,
2: man i'll tell you what it was what, what it was is like how can someone so smart say something so so <laughs> narrow-minded you know uh, <laughs> that's,
0: that's, that's where i was like oh that's no. that's a good response. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll own up to that. I can admit when I'm wrong. Not very often. Um, ask my wife. I, I think, I don't, yeah. don't admit yeah. anything, but I will.
1: The other thing is it's really easy to be like, yeah, FreshBooks is crap because what the only thing I know about FreshBooks is the last time I looked at it, which is years ago. And the speed of development these days in technology yes. is True. unprecedented, True. right? Like now with agile software development, where they start with minimum viable product, most softwares... When they start, our shit, that's why it's called Minimum Viable Product. They (laughs) they
0: don't survive, like there are a lot of players out there that they, you know, best laid plans and they just disappear almost overnight because it's so easy to shutter an app because what is it? It's just, it's just your software. You just pull the switch and it's done. It's over, right? It's really funny that
1: what determines the apps to succeed is really who has the ability to uh, drum up money. Like who's, who's better at talking to VC rather than who's got the better app. Right. Like I I think, well, it's a
0: combination though, because, you know, Andrew, that's one thing I learned. You were a lot more hackathons than I was, but that was one thing I learned about the hackathon that we were at in England was the first question when, when people would sit with us, these app, these, these uh, coders would sit with you and me and Heather and, and Liz And they'd start talking to us. Is they would present us with these things that already existed. It's like they're trying to solve a problem. It's like, yeah, well, there's like four of those on the app store, and I know of three others. Too many. Think of something else. And they would look at you like you're on crack. I was like, no, you you gotta find something new and exciting. You gotta solve a new problem. Heather Smith, um,
1: who from Australia we we know, um, just posted something on Facebook uh the other day about this company that raised 134 million dollars um for a software that uses um ai to manage cash flow uh for bookkeeping and and she's kind of like isn't that what everyone in this group does like should we just go start like a talking million about cash flow apps <laughs> right? that's one like, thing
0: I, I get down on cash flow apps because there's so many and of them this right is
1: now. my point is the coders aren't wrong it, like you don't necessarily need to reinvent the wheel if you can market and you can pitch yeah, to the right that. and you can raise the money and you can, you know, potentially build a you know a, a better hamster wheel, um, there 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 there's lots of companies out there that have been successful just building a better hamster wheel, but um, and raising the money to do it. Uh, so but you
0: you mentioned a good point marketing right? It's getting the buzz, getting the love out there. And let's circle back to conferences again if we want to talk about accounting apps and having app partners at these conferences is that if you can get people to love you, look at look at, um Chata is no longer, right? But do you remember how much love they were shown at the conferences because they were giving people it back?
1: Yeah.
0: yeah, everyone wanted it to succeed, but you know they hit a point where they just said, okay, it was fun um, while it lasted. Let's take what we've learned and move into other areas. And they're still around and they're still doing their thing. Yeah, It's just but in a different just industry. Remember th- how much love they were shown helm is another example payment evolution you like dustin you're showing the love to everyone it's 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 the marketing is getting your users to be in love with what you're doing because if you love what you're doing and you can bring them into that into that little love fest that's where things happen
2: I think a lot of people forget that, uh, that, you know, the, a lot of these businesses, if they're in their first five years, they're spending a lot of money to kind of, you know, make sure that they're maintained and they don't go under and they get that stuff and they build that wave, you know? And I think what ends up happening is like, like payment evolution has been around for like like 15 years. Forever. Yeah. It's been around for a long time. And, and, you know, like it's only, you know, a lot of people really have only paid attention to it probably in the last, uh, probably in the last five, six years, you know, like that's really where, where people paid attention and and you'll notice that there's sometimes a lot of startups go from startups to standups and they start investing less in, in investing more in the experience and the people that you're going to be building and building around the, the right, the right characters that are going to help build that, that brand and, and bring the value out to the community. Right. So this is why you see people like myself, you know, around, I, 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 I don't know how I got into this, but uh, I loved it and I'm still here doing it. And that's one of the reasons why, you know, we, we don't spend a ton of money on, you know, on uh, just marketing and fluff. marketing, yeah, or or swag necessarily, right? Like, trust me. Well, you got good swag. Yeah, we'll get decent swag. I don't know if we have good. I, this is something I was talking to my marketing team just the other day. I gave them some crap. I was like, eh, once we get back into uh, <laughs> real, you know, live, you know, conferences, we need some wicked swag now. Like, we need something good, you know? And so we were talking about, so stay
1: tuned. We have some things that are coming through. We have something coming? <laughs> well, we got to hear. We got to drill you on the after show. And, and
0: um, I'm expecting
1: yeah. a, I'm expecting one of those swags come to F&L 1st right? Yeah. Hey, well, while we're yeah, talking...
0: We're-
1: We'll tell you whether it's good swag or not. <laughs> well, we're talking yeah,
0: after show, Andrew. Um, just a little programming note here. I've struggled like mightily tonight with my tech. Um, I've got Zoom open and only Zoom. I don't have any Facebook open, so I can't man the comments. So I won't be putting a link up tonight. Um, so anyone who joins us regularly, it's the same link. It's no surprise. Go um, check Andrew, one of the last
1: week's video. <laughs> it's the same yeah. link. <laughs>
0: yeah it's the same link click on last week's link but i'm struggling mightily i i uh, have a computer that's been giving me grief and it's really giving me grief tonight so i've just have zoom open i'm hanging out with you guys um but you know it it seems like every friday and more and more andrew i think it's hardware related i think my mac is giving me might
1: be time for a new macbook
0: yeah well it's uh, it's just I took it to the Apple Store the other day, and they're like, Oh, you know, it, we can't find anything wrong with it." It's like, "Oh, but it sucks!" You know, my old um, Mac that's you know three years older is better than this one. So,
1: you know what? Anyways. You know what I'd recommend to you, Brad? Try swapping out the uh, hard drive. So well, I'm gonna check something drive, like that. Replace it with a new SSD, like a solid state hard drive. It's, there's an SSD
0: um, oh this one's loaded, man. It's this yeah, but this it's a it, 2017. It can
1: still get up. It's not yeah. a very it's not a very expensive fix, and and I bet you you'll see a world of difference in because everything else isn't gonna be problematic. Yeah, the problem with but,
0: Apple is anytime you want to replace anything inside a MacBook, you have to buy their thing, and a lot of the stuff isn't even upgradable. So, anyways, um I'm not, I can't, I haven't been able to, I, I, haven't been able to yeah, sh- of I haven't been I'll, able to
1: share I'll anything. I, I'll see if I can share it. So let me, let me so try Andrew's that. The I'll boss make to that. I'm the yeah. boss tonight. But what I do want to know is, so like, you have been doing this for a while, and you've been around this community. What does work? Like, is it like, you know, you say you guys want to get some new swag. You know, you've talked about shows. What's like the best thing that you guys have ever done. And, you know, in, in, 15 years of the company. Or I, can the of of the business,
0: I can think of one.
1: I can think of one. That actually
0: drove um, customer I, attention. What about Toronto? Um, QuickBooks Connector, you guys had an event that one evening. I can't remember who else was. Do you remember which one I'm talking about, Dustin? Upstairs yeah, we, in a bar? That was yeah, fun. We
2: were, yeah, I mean, I think that was good. We we were also in Vancouver at the Gotham State. Uh, you know, we did a thing with uh with uh, back then, uh, Receipt Bank, and you know, uh, now Dext, you know, um, we did that a little while ago, too. Um, those are probably the good ones where they're nice and intimate. We, we didn't we didn't do an open invitation to everybody uh, because we were we just couldn't do it at the time. Um, and, you know, I was basically giving a, a call to all the people that I knew that I wanted to get to know a little bit better. And uh, unfortunately, Brad, I didn't get a chance to send you an invite at the time. But then yeah, there's going to be another one. I'm sure you guys will both be there. You and, and Andrew. Um, but I remember those that night we were at Gotham Steakhouse. Uh, there wasn't a prefix menu. It was whatever you want. And it was just like, go. And it was like, <laughs> that uh, I heard dangerous.
0: about so, that. I heard yeah. about that. Actually, I heard people were having like lobsters and stuff. Yeah. We had, we
2: had, we, people were having lobster. People were having the, uh, the Chateau Briand. They were having like the, you name it. They were, it was nuts. And uh and and people from the from receipt bank or Dex now, um, were coming over and were like, Oh, we didn't get that. How did, was that on the menu? they like, Oh, no, like this is not on your menu. Um, and uh, but it was uh it I was, was last... I think
0: I was at you said that was yes. in Vancouver? Was I at yeah, the receipt were... bank dinner? Yes,
2: yes, you were at the receipt bank dinner. Yeah, I didn't
0: get the that. menu you guys got. I saw the photos yeah. on social media and I think somebody said, Don't put those up there. We don't want everyone to know they're missing out on lobster. Yeah, it was
2: but it was good. Oh, we did a were...
0: lobster, and I was like, "What?" And we yeah, had out out. this little room. Is the ROI there
1: on those types of things?
2: So the simple answer is, uh, it's tough to measure. It's always tough to measure. That's a um, long term. It's a long term buy. Yeah, yeah. Every, everyone there has, because um, you're not really doing, you're not really making the investment for payment evolution. Although payment evolution was paying, um, what they're really doing is they're saying okay well thank you for spending the time we didn't talk any business right so that that was kind of like rule number one did you have a presentation no no
0: not at all yeah we had to we had to do a present there was a presentation on the orange side that night i remember
2: yeah no not at all and 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 what ended up happening is that we ended up bringing those people closer together and it also made people a little bit more happier to kind of just talk to me and and uh and build that relationship and it was it was not just myself it was myself and my counterpart at the time Kinga Kinga's now with (laughs) Dex. you know and uh and and we had a a great time and we we built some great relationships and I think really funny enough um we still get referrals from those people even if they're not uh you know an actual an actual client of ours you know they're 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 a part of our network you know and that's really where where that benefit comes from so um, really the people that are doing it right are people that have a personal brand that they can help amplify through the, you know, the, the actual um, companies that they work for and the companies that trust them to be able to do that, right? Like payment evolution, trusts me to be able to say, Hey, this will be beneficial. They're happy when they say, Hey, we're here because of you, Dustin, we're only going to okay. be here when you when, because of you, if you leave, you'll go, you know, and, and this is something that our, our, our executive team knows really well. So our co-founder team, um, and that's why it's important to rally around those people. This is why you're seeing great people like Bianca over at WagePoint, Point or when Rachel was doing some stuff over with WagePoint Point not too long ago, right? Doing a little bit of consulting work. Um, you know, uh as you I don't know if you guys know, I'm sure I'm sorry if I'm dropping a bomb here, but I'm sure you guys do. Like uh, Rick Quinn's not with Wage Point anymore. Like what? he's off yeah, what? he's off doing, yeah, he's off doing his own thing, right? He's kinda of, he started his own business and um and so um,
0: Rick's a so, Rick's a good one. I've had a lot of fun with him for yeah, years,
2: right? And he's a lot of fun, and you know, these are these are the type of people that you kind of build those uh, those uh, you know networks around. Awesome. And but that, that's really where the ROI comes from. It comes from you trusting me and being like, hey, he, he doesn't want something from me. He he just wants to make sure I'm good, and yeah. because of that, I trust him enough to if there's someone that fits him that even though I don't fit the product that he's selling. I'm willing to send people his way because I know his character and character. Right? And that's really where I think the benefit comes in.
1: And yeah, that, that that's going to hard to sell back to the, to, to the, you know, the, the founder network, right? Like, Hey, I don't know when I'm going to get an ROI on this, but just trust me, this, this stuff works. And, and I know that like, as a small business owner who's lucky that I don't have to report up to someone, I can make those decisions. Like what I'm doing with my clients, I'm going to go spend and I'm going to take them out to Yorkville and, get a really expensive meal. Um, And if I were to look at the ROI, it would probably be negative, right? Like, you know, the one referral he's going to give me is not probably going to cover the meal we're going to have. But the reality is the long-term relationship and the value that that's going to bring in the long run. um, I believe wholeheartedly is there. Uh, And thankfully I don't have to go back and report to someone and be like, okay, I'm going to get five referrals for this steak dinner and you know, the cost of acquisition is going to be a hundred dollars per per referral, which unfortunately, you know, when you usually have to report up to investors and people who are focused on what's my exit in five years, it's it's sometimes hard to be able to 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 have that big picture, which is why I think you get those companies where it's like, okay, we're gonna do a dinner, but we're gonna do a presentation and it's a fixed menu and people walk away like. Yeah, thanks for the sales pitch, but I don't need to buy a timeshare right now. Thank you.
0: It's like, thanks I'll for the your, food. I'll right? take your free meal. Thanks for the free and, food.
1: Yeah. And that's the thing. is like, if you pitch it like a timeshare pitch, people will treat it treat it like a timeshare pitch. Mm-hmm. If you treat it like dinner with a friend, people will treat it like dinner with a friend.
2: Right? Yeah, and, the other, yeah. and the other thing, too, is like, it's like, it only really works if you make the commitment to yourself that you're here long term right? Like, yeah. like, you know, like the, the, the Kings of the world, the Sydneys from T-Sheets of the world, the, you know, the, the people, you know, the team over at uh, what's it called that wage point, even, you know, like Twyla who's with Helm and now doing their own thing. Like they made a commitment to be a part of the, 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 the industry and kind of help it out. And, uh, and I do my best that I can, even though I'm not, again, a CPA or a CPB, right? Like I, I really try to be a part of the network and know that I'm, I'm a fixture. Right. And I think that's the problem is that, is that, like you said before, there's a lot of apps that can just vanish very quickly. You know, people want to see that you're a part of, a, of an application or a tool that has, has some tenure, right? Like, okay, I trust that now a lot more than I just trust the person that's been here for two, three, four years, and then they're gone, right? Like, yeah. um, And so, so the ROI really kind of helps when, when you're surrounding it, again, with a person who has a network, who's making a commitment to make it long term. Because if you don't, then you're going to see a lot, and you see that a lot in tech, right, in general. You see that where people are sure great people, but then they're gone. They're like, I don't want to be here no more. See you later. You know, I'm not. I'm not a part of this. And you know, and they and they always come back to doing something with the common community. And then they always they always think that they can just pick up where they left off. And it's it's, it's credibility, right? Like you left me. Yeah. yeah. You know, that's what people feel. You left me. And so uh, I made a commitment a long time ago, about a, about a decade ago. And I was like, you know what? Actually, funny enough, it was it was Alan Salmon. I was at the Alan Salmon show and I told I, I asked Alan uh, how, how like how long you've been involved in the community it was like one of the ever I, like, forever I, since yeah. Excel was created <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah he, and, he created he, the co- a community it's really what it comes and, and, down to
2: yeah and he was like and he told me he goes you know he said in his raspy voice like, I, I can't I can't forget he's like it doesn't matter I'm I'm not a CPB. he's like I'm still (laughs) helping. And I was like, I was like, damn, like, yeah, you're right. You know? And that was kind of the turnaround point for me. I was like, you know what? Like, I'm actually interested in seeing how this goes. The community was frigging great. I have a lot of family members that are accountants, you know, that have their own practices out in Vaughan and uh, here in in Ontario, just North of Toronto. And, um, and I was, uh, I was like, you know what? These guys are pretty cool. Let me see what's going on. Let me get involved. And it's funny enough. Got involved years ago. And I mean, we're talking about a decade now. You know, over a decade now, because I've been with Payment Evolution. I'm coming up to four four years now with Payment Evolution, which is kind of crazy. Um, Tells us how
1: um, nerdy you are when you think the galleons are cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: exactly. You should we learn an accent
1: Yeah, yeah, no,
2: no, we're no, we're cool. I think what ends up happening is right now is that um, going back to your conversation about what we should be doing on conferences and having a proper conferences. Um, one of the main differentiators between accounting professionals right now, great ones and decent ones, is the ability to communicate. And part of that issue is, is that if they don't know how to articulate an idea really well or express themselves really well, it's going to be tough to sell themselves. It's going to be tough to network. It's going to be tough to ask for help. And people think that you just need to be stoic. And it's not true. I think, I think we all have been vulnerable enough that people have given us a chance to say, hey, you know what? He, he's got a point. You know, and it's happened enough times that we've gained confidence. So, you know, here, here's a little you know, a little trick for everybody who's listening um, that is very counterintuitive. It's like to gain confidence, you need to be vulnerable. Uh, you need to learn how to yeah. communicate really well. And uh, because that's going to be the secret mm-hmm. of how you actually grow if you're really growth oriented. So. Yeah you, you a great point.
1: Them, get vulnerable and uh and watch your business grow well,
0: dustin you totally that's a, that's a fantastic point because marketing is so effective when you, get, you put a little little of yourself into it think of all the characters we have in our community look at kelly parks right like she's just a, a she's just a wrecking ball out there she's like a bull in a china shop and she is everywhere and she's so passionate and she's such a character and she's fun to be around and a great speaker and she's smart and she knows so many things right. She puts so much of herself into her brand. Um, we mentioned Twyla earlier, she's super shy. Um, she did the video a day challenge. Um, oh, yeah. She She played guitar live and these things that she would never consider doing but she put a little bit of her personality into her brand and now she's a superstar. Rachel fish. You mentioned her earlier. I mean, she's a, she's a force to be reckoned with in so many areas. Look at how she's evolved. You know, she's a serious rock star in our community. She's to be, you know, more niche, but she's got a lot of her personality into, into her brand as well. So. Um. Yeah. It's and look, it's and look at those
1: guys, Dustin and Brad. They're fucking kicking ass too. Right? <laughs>
0: but now, putting themselves out there.
1: Oh, uh, no, but yeah, I think. Like, I think
0: generally speaking, that's you know that's what makes our community great. That's what makes apps great. You mentioned Rick earlier. You know, he and I had the funniest little ongoing joke where we would have a man hug together. Have you ever seen our man hug photos at a conference? We did it in Edmonton. I think we did it in Toronto. Well, you know guys when they hug, you got to be careful what you press up against each other, right? So we'd always take these pictures whoever <laughs> holding our arms way out, and we'd take a picture for for because he'd say, "I'll oh, get a picture with Brad, you know, take a hug him and then we'd have the man hug going. But, you know, little things like that, you know, and, and that was great branding because, you know, I'd always go run over the way, you know, if somebody had a question about wage point, I'd send them over there. If someone had a question about payment evolution, I'd send them over to see Kinga and uh, Dustin before Kinga went to, to Dax. Um, same thing, right? It's like the characters in the community are the ones, hey, there's Dustin, he'll take good care of you. You know, even if you're not the one that's going to help them beyond that point, you're going to find the right help for them. And you know, we've yeah, done it you know, with my clients. Dustin is—you you take I, the I, ball, hand it to your team, and and run with it. It's awesome.
1: I, I apologize, guys. It's believe it or not, time flies when you're having fun, and it is. Oh, it is time. It is targeted. Hard stop. Andy does stop. not let us I will, go late. I will, I will give Dustin the closing comments. I know he was mid-thought, so I'll let Dustin close up. But uh, before you do, Dustin. Hey, tell us ready. about coffee. Yeah, <laughs> well, in the after show. Uh, but who's up next week, Brad? We got uh, Jennifer's coming in, right?
0: It's Jennifer Baldick. Everyone knows Jen. Um, yeah. And it's actually my birthday. I'm going to hang out with everyone. It's a big birthday, birthday celebration. I, I messaged Jen, and I said, um so are you gonna hang out with me on my birthday and she says <laughs> yes so that'll be fun she's in winnipeg yeah, love
2: now. love love jenny jenny oh.
0: blue eyes yeah, everyone loves jennifer balding she's uh kind of a legend in our community absolutely
1: but dustin um where can people connect so are with you, you buddy? now now that you're you're are you back on social can people reach out to you yeah uh, web, yeah web, any any closing comments <laughs>
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm back on social, and it's something that I'm you know slowly getting back into. I actually just changed all my profile pictures, changed them up, all uh, synchronize them. Um, <laughs> you can catch me on on Twitter uh, at Dustin Manessis, uh or on Instagram under uh, I believe it's uh, Bambino Dustino. and um, uh, you can also find me you can you can also find me on Facebook under my regular name, but uh, most likely under Dustin MG, and then. Um, you know what if you need something with regards to payroll hey i'm not trying to pull a plug here but you can call me directly 416-300-7444 Dude, right? Evo's good call. software it's, yeah, a, it's
0: yeah. a great tool
2: Got yeah to- um but, but the, what i did want to say though before we ended here brett was like you know what's funny is like you're right like um but the right people the people that you trust are always going to make sure that they still keep in touch and have touch points when you hand that off so I'll give you an example. You know, a colleague of mine and a good friend of mine, her name is Allie Galvez, who kind of helped out with uh, the, um, and, and, you know, it, funny enough, I've known Allie for years, believe it or not. And, um, and I always keep in touch with the clients that need it and things of that. But that's, that's the type of caliber of person you need to have um, yeah. people that trust. And that's why you're seeing a lot of great people out there, but there's a lot of great, great amount of us. And we're all around. You just need to open up your mind and try to communicate, and network a little bit. You know, talk to people. We're not, we're not going to bite you. And you know, unless you're yeah, taking a. I'm, I'm going to get a
1: shirt for my next conference that says, "Come say hi, I don't bite." Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, do absolutely. it. Absolutely. But anyways, thank after you. So, thank we're you so much, Dustin. About coffee in Nicaragua. Uh, come over and say hi if you're around.
0: And otherwise, I'll we'll see. I'll do my you next best week. to be there if I don't freeze up and die. But uh, thanks, okay. everyone. We'll see you next week.